Hello and welcome to the Xcoders Community Podcast for October. I'm Liz Marley. And I'm Jared Sorge. It's a big month for us, Liz. It really is. Legend has it that Xcoders has been around for 15 years this month. That's a big number in software. That's older than iPhones. That's a lot older than iPhones. Did Apple exist before iPhones? I'm not I'm not sure about that. Apple did, but like the the macOS that we know today that's based more on Linux and Next and that kind of paradigm, that didn't exist. <sighs> Maybe it was right around then. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, it did just barely. Just barely. They held on. They held on in the late 90s and surged ahead in the early aughts through the iPod. Yep. Yeah. And then we had the iPhone and and then everything exploded and you couldn't get into WWC anymore. Yeah. It's a whole different community. Yeah. But so there are, it is and it isn't. There are a lot of people still around who remember the early days. It's true. And, uh, we're going to be doing a little anniversary event at the West Side Xcoders uh, next next Thursday, right? The tenth. Yeah, it'll be next Thursday. By the time we, yeah, it'll be next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've got a, a panel of special guests that we are going to have up and and reminisce a little bit about Xcoders. Uh, we're not going anywhere. This isn't a like. What do you do after an incident? Uh, it's um, a postmortem. A postmortem. This is not an Xcoder's postmortem. That's for sure. No, it's more like a birthday party. You know, to many more to come. The big one will be in six years when we can all drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! But hey, we get to drive next year. It's true. It's true. That's a big one. This year, I'll take the bus. Actually, I might drive this year. Whoa. Yeah. On your learner's permit? It's true. It's true. I'll make sure to have, have a parent or guardian with me. All right. <laughs> so, you know, we've got these old timers coming. And and I mean that with all respect all love. for them. Yeah. But I think what I'm also excited about is that new people keep showing up to this group every couple months or so and some of them stick around some of us have stuck around um and i think it'd be great if folks show up even if um even if you've never been to xcoders before this would be a perfectly fine time to show up the, the more the merrier for sure and i know especially if you're newer it's really easy to be intimidated by people who've had who've been around for a while or might have a stature that you've admired. Like I remember when I first started coming and I saw people who I read their blogs for for years or used their apps for years and it was almost it's it sounds really weird and kind of dumb to say, but it's kind of like that celebrity thing. And I was well, yeah. a little bit intimidated by it, right? Um but then you get to know these people and it's like, oh, they're just people too. And they're all really cool and inviting and uh, wanting to grow the community. Uh, and I hope, I hope that 
if you're a new person out there uh, listening to this, that you would come up to Liz or me and say hi and uh, feel welcomed and join in and uh, be a part of this community because it's really great. Like I've said this before, but Xcoders is the best part of being an iOS developer for me. I love this community. Yeah, it's pretty great. And I'm looking forward to that event. And what's really cool, too, is a couple years ago, uh, Brent Simmons, who uh, works for Omni and does all of our social media for Xcoders, he and Chris Parrish did a podcast together called The Record. And their first season, they called it, was Seattle Before the iPhone. And this is kind of like in the prime Xcoders beginnings territory. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes if you want to go back and dive into some history of Seattle area uh, Mac development. I don't want to say iOS development because iOS didn't exist. Yeah, I really appreciate that podcast. It was well put together and well recorded and just good storytelling. For sure. I was a an observer of that community. And I remember reading Brent's blog and I think a couple other blogs and hearing about like the community of Mac developers. And I wasn't a developer at all at the time and didn't realize that I even could be a developer. And so hearing some of those stories and, and thinking back to how things used to be is really cool. So yeah, put that in the show notes so that I can go back and listen to it too. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. It's good stuff. The one that Brent has called out that is has some Xcoders things specifically in it is the episode with Mike Lee. So I'll, I'll link to that one specifically in the notes, and then you can get the whole series from there. Nice. So there have been other community kind of events uh, around conferences. And the last several years, we've had the, the privilege and honor of having uh, CocoConfs and Swift by Northwest come to us. Do you know what's happening with those? I I don't have any specific information, but as someone who spoke at Swift by Northwest last year and the year before, I haven't heard anything from them in a few months. So mm-hmm. I think if if they're not gone completely, they're certainly on hiatus this year. And those were some of the best conferences and I feel like something's missing from my plans for this season. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, absolutely. That coming. So um, I, they were a great opportunity to get to know other developers. Um, if, if Xcoders is the place to give your first talk, then Swift by Northwest or their other conferences were the place to give your second or your third talk or your first real conference talk. And the the organizers and the attendees and the other speakers were always so kind and welcoming. And I learned so much at those conferences, not just about like the code itself, Swift or... Um, UI kit or whatever, but about the craft of software development. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that they kept them small intentionally. There was always Uh like between 100 and 120 people maximum there. And so it was a a smaller group and you you felt like you could kind of go and mingle with people. 
um, I'm going to miss it if it's gone, especially since those are outside of AltConf, which I went to the, fir the first time this year. Those are the only conferences that I've ever been to, and I don't get out that often. <laughs> um, so if if there is going to be no more Swift by Northwest, that's a big hole up here, especially in the fall time, which we've come to to be used to having having those gatherings. Yeah, but I... I want to say thank you to the Klein family and everyone else who helped make Swift by Northwest um, happen. And it had a great run, assuming it's gone. And if not, we will welcome it back with open arms. Absolutely. Seattle still needs a conference. That's my, my firm belief. Are you volunteering? <laughs> uh, uh... I've thought about it. Don't don't tempt me, Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Gandalf. <laughs> it's really hard, from what I understand, to run a conference, and I could not imagine logistically putting that all together at this point in my life. Maybe if I had one big thing less on my plate now, I could think about it, but... I couldn't I couldn't do it right and I couldn't do it well. But I'd love to see if if someone in the future wanted to do Xcoders Conf, I'm all in for that. <laughs> <laughs> but what's really cool is like Xcoders is kind of a mini conference in that we get we get really good talks, we have really good folks coming out and having community and connecting with each other. Um, conferences just take that to the next level because it's a few full days of that and people make intentional travel to come in for it. Yeah. I don't see many people coming in from Texas to go to Xcoders, which is totally fine and understandable. We have had a few out-of-town guests, and that's always awesome. But yeah, mostly it's local. So I had a question for you. Yeah. You went from being QA at Omni to engineering. Was it engineering I, at Omni as well? Yes. Yeah, yes. okay. How much of your mindset as a QA tester did you bring with you in engineering, and how has that helped you? I'm working with a guy right now who is looking at an internship that's going to start him doing like two weeks of customer service and then a month in iOS QA and then iOS engineering. And that sounds like a really good progression to me, but I'm curious to get your take on it um, because it's an interesting topic for me as someone who's never done QA. So I'm going to start with my pet peeve and then I'll answer your question. My pet peeve and indirectly what kept me from moving from testing to writing the code um, is that I think it's a real disservice to the craft of software testing that we often talk about testing as like a stepping stone to engineering like you start out mm -hmm. in testing and then when you grow up you, you can grow up to be an engineer and i think that software testing is its own craft and the best engineers have some testing skills as well, but 
there are skills that the best testers have that just are unique to the craft and like they take it to the next level and they're they're complementary professions and I hope it didn't come across that I think it's a stepping stone. Right. No, I'm I'm more reacting to the industry than sure. to anything you've said. Whew. Um and and it is true that a an engineer can do some testing without like a whole bunch of extra learning whereas a tester would have to go off and learn a programming language or what have you um and we all have some amount of testing if nothing else we're all beta testers for apple every <laughs> summer um, or even into the fall now i think the biggest thing i've tried to hang on to in the four years since i moved professions changed roles is the the pessimism of Eeyore or Murphy's Law of what can go wrong here. And as a tester, I saw a lot of different ways that things can go wrong. And if, as an engineer, I can think about, well, what if the server doesn't respond with the correct JSON data? Or what if the user types letters into the zip code field or like that, that what if mindset um, as a tester, you bring that into an app that's already built and say, well, what if I do this? Let me find out. As an engineer, you can bring that and ask the question, as you're writing the code, or even before you write the code, when you're planning out how much work um, it's going to be to add a feature. Features where users can't type anything, you don't have to worry about them typing the wrong thing. Um, or features that don't involve talking to a server, those whole classes of bugs you won't have to worry about. So bringing that sense of what can go wrong and then double checking my work. Um, I think that's a big part of what I've brought to engineering from testing. Cool. That's, that's good to know. And it's interesting to hear how the two disciplines are distinct, but also have a lot of overlap to them. And I hope the engineers would love their QA person and not feel like they're, they're above them by any stretch. Cause you're not, everybody's doing their, their own job and trying to do it well yeah. to ultimately ship some, the best product some teams end up a bit adversarial, but as an engineer, I try and keep in mind that testers are like they're actually there to try and help me put my best foot forward they're, to help like the, the final thing that we should be the best it can be collectively it's like an editor on a book or um you know a coach giving you feedback while you're um 
you know, playing a sport, they're, they're telling you what you're doing wrong or what got missed so that you can make it better so that we can all win together. Um, the other thing I think I learned in testing was writing clear bugs. Um, turns out I still write, uh, sorry, not, not, not the bugs themselves, but the bug reports. <laughs> I still write bugs. Oh man, do I write bugs, but I also still They're write clear bug. bugs. Damn it. <laughs> I still write I bug clearly reports. know where I went wrong here. Yes. <laughs> it's obvious to anyone else that I totally missed that people might dismiss this alert without actually reading it. And <laughs> I don't know. No, that's not quite a bug, but um Yeah, it's totally obvious to anyone else that if you tap on this button, it crashes. Oops. <laughs> um but yeah, I I still write a lot of bug reports and that skill of being able to pare something down to the minimum steps, explain it clearly, explain why it was unexpected or what I expected instead and express customer impact. That keeps coming up over and over again, you know, whether it's me filing something for my own team to take a look at later or working with a server team to get stuff fixed. Clear communication is key to probably every role in a software development team from what I've seen. It's one of those really important soft skills that aren't focused on in like job descriptions, but end up being super important because you need to have empathy for your reader too. Like it's, it's easy. I know for me to take things personally when I've spent a month and a half on this feature and then someone gives me a bug report, uh, or in code review says, well, why'd you do this or whatever? It's, it's easy for me to get my, my defenses up and just be ready to go to war over it when really we're all out to try to accomplish the same goal. Totally. And Code review is a whole other topic we could get into later. Oh, my goodness. Whole <laughs> other topic. Uh, yeah. That feels like a good closing spot for me. Yeah. I, I think we've cool. had a good chat, and I look forward to having some good chats with folks at Seattle X Coders. Yeah, we'll see you all on the 10th.